Hello, hello, and welcome Hi. to another episode of This, this is Sam. <laughs> it's been it's been so long. It's been so it's long. Been so long. All of you know. Um, how y'all doing? I'm, I'm tired. Yeah, same. I'm, it's a lot. I'm good and tired. You right. You right. Yeah. There's um, a, I think- I, I'm you know, I moved to Texas 20. This is 2002, 25 years ago. That was your grave mistake. And I always said that, you know, only other one other place that I could imagine living in, I'm imagining it a whole lot these days because mm. Texas is really starting to disappoint me. Texas, um, mm, it's a, yes. okay. So y'all today it's, it's May. It's, it's a lot of shit going on in May. It is. It's a lot mm-hmm. of shit going on in May, but it is Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even though, you know, we, on This Is Sex, we talk about all things sex related. We talk about education. We talk about um, lots of stuff. We also talk about shit that is incredibly important to our community mm-hmm. uh, and mental health, given the last two years <laughs> and just the last what girls 10 days mm-hmm. 10 days two weeks um we need to talk about mental health mm-hmm. and we need to talk about shit that's going on in the world and how we can take care of ourselves um especially during this month that the shit has just been hitting the fan but um i think over the last couple of years i think mental health has become a much bigger and easier topic to talk about, um, not only just generally, but in our community, just because of the way the COVID pandemic has really impacted um, us. And so I'd like to think that talking about mental health is a little bit easier now, I'd like to think. Um, But what do you girls think? What do you ladies think? Well, I think given that we have our resident mental health expert, Yes, ma'am. Who is that? Who is that? That that? recently (laughs) had a whole ass mental health forum. Sure did. I think that um, we are in a unique position to really get some and expert advice and have questions for Miss Valen A. Oh, girl, don't be having questions for me. I like the whole group conversation, but, you know, as it is Mental Health Awareness Month, and I did host me a whole forum at the National Football League office. That would um, be the NFL. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, but when I say we had a full day that started with the conversation of keeping the most vulnerable former players safe, uh, suicide and crisis management, and ended on self-care for those of us who work in behavioral health. I mean, it was a a hard day, but it was very engaging. And so one thing that I, you know, wanted to do just as foundational, even though most people who were there were clinicians or people who work in this space, is really uh, to clarify with mental health, um, because I think it has kind of become a little bit trendy, you know, and then TikTok and people giving you five, four, three, two, one coping and shit. Um, it's like, uh, and it's like, I mean, that's good. You know, a lot of people get some helpful stuff out of TikTok and, and, and the like, but um, just differentiating mental illness and mental health, because mm. I, I think that they're used interchangeably uh, a lot. Uh-huh. 
and it's wrong as hell. Exactly. And also, when we go to larger conversations about like gun violence and mass shootings and how it gets, it becomes like the scapegoat for um, terrorism and white supremacy <laughs> and mm-hmm. hatred. And mm-hmm. those are not the same, but you know, everybody has mental health. We all have mental health. It speaks to like emotional, social, psychological well-being, right? Like are mm-hmm. we living well? How we handle stress, um, you know, our social circles, how we interact with other people. Mental illnesses are, you know, diagnosable conditions where you have a set of symptoms over a certain period of time. So it's prolonged. Like we all might experience sadness um, mm-hmm. and we all might experience depression. A mm-hmm. mental illness, when you're clinically depressed, it means that it's been over two weeks. You have had, you know, seven out of nine symptoms um, mm-hmm. and it's been prolonged, right? So, um, you know, sometimes people talk about, you know, mental illness this mental illness um it's just it's not the same you can have both mental health and mental illness Mm -hmm. and you know and everybody who um is mentally ill does not have poor mental health um Mm -hmm. and I think about a case where I'm I'm working with oh let me I gotta keep my day job because I haven't you know I haven't set up my my night job yet but (laughs) Hmm. I'm, I'm having a conversation to advocate for someone who is receiving inpatient treatment and this, this person is a, a black male who is refuting a diagnosis of a serious mental illness. And because he is inpatient and refuting this diagnosis and has offered them an alternative diagnosis, he has not been given due diligence, in my professional opinion, to rule out the alternative that he suggested. Um, and even though I mean, he could very well have both of them, I think clinically, I have not diagnosed him, I think he presents with both. But it's like if some Someone is saying, I don't think I have schizophrenia, but I think I have anxiety. You know, there are some symptoms within schizophrenia that are, you know, relate correlated mm-hmm. with anxiety. But he could, if he's, if anxiety is where he needs to start at, it does not harm you or take away from your clinical diagnosis to, you know, because he, he, he can address that. From a mental health perspective, I know I get anxious a lot. I get worked up. I feel tense. That's valid. So I think sometimes even in mental health spaces with clinicians, sometimes things get lost because um, people aren't doing their due diligence. And I remember in grad school, one of my professors, she was, I think we watched a movie, um, A Beautiful Mind, and Mm -hmm. she was talking about how um, mental illness does not affect intellect. And so, you know, I think, you know, you always just are reminded of how, how brilliant and resilient people are, even when they may be dealing with mental illnesses. So I say all that to say, it makes me think about how whenever there is gun violence, you always hear these conversations about mental health and people with mental illnesses accessing guns. And it's like, slow the fuck down because there are a lot of people, depression is the number one disability in the world. And right depression how yeah. many of the fuck of us have not been depressed given this pandemic the isolation inflation the housing market the infant uh formula crisis uh mm-hmm. rolling back you know abortion rights like there's a lot of valid reasons that anybody may be depressed when you think about the diagnostic criteria being for two weeks i mean we right. two years into this pandemic okay Girl, we three we okay exactly. three so it's like it, it bothers me as a, a mental health professional when we when we sort of 
with society packs all of those things together mental health mental illness and you know guns or whatever else they throw in there because i think it's already a highly stigmatized topic Mm -hmm. and people Mm -hmm. you know deal with mental illnesses you know are are, you know may feel a kind of way um but it's just so layered and then i mean you know i could talk for myself for a whole hour on this shit but it's just so crazy because you know there was a time when you know being um gay uh being homosexual was was a mental illness illness okay well Um, and right now you you can look up sexual dysfunction and it's in the dsm-5 right it is labeled as a mental illness mental illness um, and they, and, and the, yep, the DSM five text review, the the latest iteration. Um, and while I think they tried to be comprehensive, but it's nuanced in a sense of everything that might meet criteria. And I was trying to have this conversation with a family member actually because she had signed. I think she signed up her son for a clinical trial, and um, he was on some ADHD medication. And her mama told my mom, and I was like, "Girl, get that boy off of the ADHD medication. He's four. Brilliant." hell like she's like well he beats the criteria if some person that don't look like you told you that he was hyperactive but he is brilliant he is under stimulated underwhelmed mm. and so you know it's it, I appreciate being a clinician of color because I can say when somebody says this is a diagnosis it should mean these things but you look at you know, uh, ADHD diagnosis. Uh, then we look at maybe like trauma, or you look at the things they're not looking at, like being gifted, or you mm. think about things like how the symptoms of depression. Because we, first of all, we can't be gifted, so you definitely can't be gifted. But you think about depression and how the, like complicated grief is in there, right? Yeah, and it's like these are natural human responses. Like if your pet of ten years died, or your partner, your parent, it's like prolonged grief. Well, how, who the fuck said how long grief is supposed to? it's lifelong ain't it so some some things are you know it's kind of like some of it it's like I don't rock with all of it but I appreciate being able to code switch to understand what things are supposed to mean because here at the time she's like I don't care how many degrees you got how many licenses you got that's what they said and it's like I understand they're giving you a small stipend. Uh, you don't think it's harmful to throw him on some medication because people slapping their kids with melatonin anyway um (laughs) and it's just like you know, and it's, you know, for me, it's like, I just, it's like, look, you know, they're, they're kids. There are a lot of ways that you can help them wind down, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But it's like, anyway, the point is just because someone tells you, you know, when somebody's talking about a mental illness or a condition, there, there is a, clinically, there are protocols and reasons that they should be able to clearly justify. However, comma, just because someone is giving you a clinical diagnosis does not mean that that might be the full picture of what you're presenting with. So it's just very nuanced, but basically I just want people to know mental illness and mental health is not the same. So don't be and talking I, about I think, it. I think one of the reasons, one of the reasons why we're talking about this um, is as this show comes out, it'll probably be, it, it, it will be probably a couple of weeks from from all of this happening, but, um, we, you know, are one day, I think one day from the, um, Texas shooting in Uvalde at the, um, at the elementary school, we're 10 days out from a, what, a grocery store shooting in Buffalo. Um, we've had several mass shootings in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what society does Um, when something tragic and awful like this happens is they do the, 
clearly the person was mentally ill or they were fucked up mentally. And you get the, like you were talking about Valon, the, they get these words of mental health and mental illness very, very much. They use them very interchangeably and they make it seem like there's clearly something wrong with this person and their mental health was fucked up. And that's not at all that, that might not even be the case at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what it highlights is uh, that and what the COVID pandemic, I think, did well, highlighted is how important our mental health is in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and being that we're in mental health month, we just want to make sure that our listeners are doing what they can to practice self-care and improve their mental health, practice self-care, um, do things that are going to um give them a little bit of joy every day because there is so much shit going on in the world, like mass shootings, like, um, rollback of women's health, women's reproductive rights. Um, just fucked up thing after fucked up thing after fucked up thing that's happening in the world. And we need to make sure that we're taking as good care of ourselves. Um, yeah. And, and then, I mean, just the, women, especially the, women of color, the mm-hmm. normal things that we have to deal with on top of everything else you know, job security, being overwhelmed at work, being overworked, being underpaid, mm-hmm. you know, school, exactly having to go back to in office, transitioning to a new normal kids about to get out of school. And what are you going to do with them when you see things like what happened in Uvalde? Yeah. I mean, it's so much that we're dealing with but we still have to, as the old people say, keep on keeping keep going, on. Keep going. And I would just encourage people too, because as someone whose spirituality is very important to me, I just want to encourage people to like have a therapist and a pastor. Yes. Um, you know, because they serve different purposes. Okay. And and I appreciate when I lived in Maryland, my church had a lot of ministries. And thankfully it was a, a very I went to a mega church. So there were a lot of well-known, you know, highly educated or credit like people who this this is what they do for a living and they go to this church and so you know they serve in these ministries for emotional support but you know not not every space is like that and Mm -hmm. so you know you if you you know you have a um a heart issue right Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know i'm saying most of the time we will have a cardiologist in the past Right. Um, and so I just encourage people and, and therapy is not for everybody. You know, some people get out there and run 10 miles a day. That's not my ministry. Right. Um, but I like the bet I was at, the, at our farm and we were going around talking about what we do for self-care. And I was saying, I like to bake, you know, it's something mm-hmm. about whipping this, this stuff. And I like to cook like mincing garlic and chopping onions. I just need to, you know, chopping. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, a, you know, it's very, it's a mindful experience for me. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe it's not like a, it's, I mean, I'm saying therapy can be helpful. I'm also saying you have to find what works for you. I always tell my, my therapy clients, like if you're looking for a cookie cutter structure session with homework and coping strategies, that's, I'm not your person, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and cause I know some people need that. Like right. if you want a DBT group and shit like that, I don't run those, but right. I, I know that they are helpful for the people who need them. I am, cause I mean, you can Google coping strategies A to Z. I mean, fuck, why did you come here? 
mm-hmm. you know my thing is it would not make sense for me to see Erica and say well you're you know you're a mom you're a physician you're a black woman so you need to do these three things That's it makes right. no sense we're all for as much as we have in common we're all very different and I think you have to really invest in self-care and in the self-awareness journey in self-care Definitely. you know because I realized that things that I used to enjoy I don't I got all these books on these on this bookshelf anything I bought in the last seven years I ain't read <laughs> I buy them because I like to buy shit I like books and like I need that for my sexual health stuff and it's right. like I mean I will read a good chapter and I literally cannot finish them I have the best intentions I've heard great things I will buy them about becoming because I'm, I'm supporting Michelle I'm not just doing I cannot read if it is not a case note mm-hmm. um a blog Mm-hmm. maybe a peer-reviewed article for something that I'm prepping. I don't read it. I don't yeah. read it. But I think, you know what, though? I think that's very similar to when you, like, when you, I think when you do certain things as your job, doing that at home for self-care ain't it. Because, like, I think about massage therapists. I used to ask them all the time, so do you massage at home? They'd be like, hell no. I'm sick of, I didn't touch people all day. Yep. <laughs> Just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, so you, you're right. You have, you do, you have to find the things that bring you joy, the things that really help you. Um, and even if it's your, not therapy, it could be right. therapeutic. Yes. Well, and, and that is, say that again, doc, say that again. Even if it is not therapy, it is therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I take my baths in the middle of the day. I work from home. My garden tub was my deal breaker because a lot of builders around here are not putting tubs in the houses. They said they did some market research and somebody said they prefer the showers. And I said, who is that? I wouldn't have the option. So right. I would run a bath at 1.30 after lunch because <laughs> I work from home. <laughs> but for me, I need the pause, right? Like some right. people need to feel productive to feel productive. Yep. I need to, I feel overstimulated a lot. I listen to people's problems for a living. So my bath, you know, with the, with the uh, Dr. Teals in the middle mm-hmm. of the damn day, it's like, girl, for 30 right. minutes, I didn't do shit, but let my skin get soggy. I didn't have a phone. I zoned out. For me, that's helpful. It's like a reset because mm-hmm. I'm a morning person. So I have my coffee. I'm on the phone. I'm emailing. I'm moving and grooving. And so that helps me pause and I'm like okay I didn't need you know some deep breathing for for 10 minutes for 10 yeah. minutes so then so so Valen you told us what helps you Dr. J what helps you like what is something self-care wise that you do for yourself that helps you recenter reset not you know go off on somebody yeah. whatever it is so I will say this I love music and I Unlike Valen, I actually like to read my books. So I, I, yeah, I really like peace and quiet. I do not like it when it's really, really loud. Mm -hmm. I don't like when there's like the television in the background and music over here and people talking and it's just like, it's overwhelming. But if I'm sitting in my office and I have some music on and it can be any genre and a good book, for 45 minutes, an hour, I am an entirely new person, entirely new. And if I can do that once a week, then I might actually like other people. But yeah, I um, I would say I, I love that. And another thing that I really enjoy is I love being outside in a controlled environment. 
So I love sitting on the back porch. Mm -hmm. You know, I love going to the park, um, sitting, going for a walk, those, but it has to be a controlled environment. Enjoying the porch weather. You know, about the porch weather. Yeah. So those probably would be my two big things. What about you, Dr. What about you, Dr. Clay? I have, I do the most randomest shit. Y'all gonna laugh. So I have not done this in a long time because um, hashtag pandemic, but um, I, I don't, I usually don't have the time to do something every single day. That's one of my goals is to try and find something I can do every single day that helps me recenter. But um, my sister and I, what we, what we do when we've had really bad shitty days, my sister's also in healthcare is we would go to Disneyland. And we grow up and we would go to Disneyland. And the reason is, is because when we would go there, right, we could like transform into little kids, get Mm. on the rides, get on the, the, go through the um, movies, the Disney, you know, movies Mm -hmm. that we loved as kids, Cinderella and, you know, all that shit. Um, And we could people watch. Mm -hmm. Mm. And it is very, it was very, it's very relaxing because you just go, you ride, five, six, seven rides, you chat about life, somebody's outfit, whatever. And I could take my mind off of lots, yeah. lots of stuff. Yeah, so I could that, see like, that. We used to do that all the time. Um, we, used to, we used to go, like I would get off of work at eight o'clock in the morning. And if I had a really rough ship, call my sister and be like, I need to go to Disneyland. She'd be like, all right, cool. I'll pick you up. Um, oh. so we used to do that a lot. We don't anymore because of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and people are nasty yeah uh, the other thing that I do that is also really strange is I do like to read as well um so this is kind of a form of reading so despite being black and female and loving all things black um I watch Korean dramas somebody said that at my forums <laughs> really so it is Korean romance movies or something rom-com so it, my best friend who's also black and female and a physician and a mom um got me into this but essentially it is like watching a soap opera but in korean they have chinese ones as well um they're not in english so they are subtitled so i do i do read wow. i do read wow. but the, the, the thing that's nice about them is that in general, they are not overly sexualized mm-hmm. and they are not overly violent. Mm. They're typically, and, and there are different genres of them, but they are typically pretty reasonable stories with pretty reasonable characters. To me, it's like reading a, of like a regular book. I didn't mm-hmm. even know this was a thing, but this is like, wow. the second oh, it's, there are so like, is this app. like a Netflix? Oh, it's an app. Okay. Well, no, no, there are apps. There are apps that specifically will, you can download thousands of them, but you can go on Netflix. That's where I watch mine. Um, and it's just, you learn a lot about Korean culture, about Asian culture. Um, and it's interesting because of the, their, their culture mannerisms and the way that they deal with things are very different from American people. Um, and it's just interesting. Like I find my, I can, I can zone out for hours watching it mm-hmm. uh, because it isn't, it isn't too much. Mm. It isn't yeah. too violent. It isn't too sexy. It isn't too over the top. Like it just, it, I can get yeah, my mind. Okay. Out. Yeah. I will say this. Another thing that I encourage everybody to do is to find something that they're interested in and then if you're a visual person like I am then uh try to find a documentary or something regarding what that issue or topic like 
I'm a super nerd, obviously, but there's so many good documentaries right now because there's so many things going on in the world Mm -hmm. that I seriously watched a one hour episode um, on a documentary called Rotten. The first episode was about avocados. And when I tell you this encouraged me to watch the other five or six (laughs) afterwards, I mean, it reeled me in. Like I was getting like, I need California avocados, not avocados from Mexico. It's, I don't know. It's something about, um, you know, the, the conscious content that is also available. So yeah. Because you that can is, learn so much. So that's so because like, I'm sitting here with Dr. Clay was talking about things that are not too much. And I'm like, you know, I watch reality TV and the first 48 and SVU to zone. <laughs> oh my but no, I do so too. I, I queen I, of I too much. Too. I do too. Cause I do too. But I just find that I recently I've been gravitating towards things that are not that are not too much. Yeah. yeah. Because I feel like because my life, life is general. already too much. Life it's is too much. Yeah. It's too stressful. It's too this, it's too that. And if I can just watch two young people who met at a party when they was 15, who then meet, you know, 30 <laughs> years later and now are getting married and like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have a secret and it is, it's something that I just thought about as we were talking about mental health. Um, you know, it's a little bit of research, but not like fun research, but just life research. But I recently saw a pelvic floor physical therapist mm-hmm. um, because I was having a lot of frequency. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, you know, I always kind of debate, do I say I'm a social worker, a maternal, you know, health expert, a sexologist, you know, do I work with former NFL players? It depends on who I'm talking to because the conversation can go a lot of different ways. But right. I, I asking her because she was like you're having pelvic pain right and I was like no and I was like oh yeah three months ago when my GYN made this referral I was <laughs> no but not today not today she's like oh okay okay and so I was like do you think any of this is related to squirting um and she was like oh my god of course not that's not you know that there's been nothing you know found on it and I said has there actually been any research and she was like actually I'm not sure so I was like so you really don't know and she was like well I don't know but I don't think so but uh, anyway we ended up having a good appointment I I share this to say I was telling her I'm not an anxious person you know I you know meditate I do all my self-care shit or whatever uh you know because she was talking about like it could be related to the caffeine it could be related to the fibroids and PCOS of mm-hmm. course you know the number one thing is bitch you fat <laughs> like it's, all, it's the first thing you know obesity is the reason why your hair don't lay down right we put you your so Instagram so, you know, it was like all these different things we were going through, but, you know, I was telling her, I'm not in, I'm not really an anxious person. Like I do all this good stuff, it's gloating on my self-care, like I'm a clinician. And so, you know, by the time I left, Becky had broke me down and she was like, you, you know, like your body can sometimes keep the score. And I said, well, ain't this a bitch. <laughs> But she was like, you know, sometimes your body, she's like, you might not be feeling anxious, but you have a very high stress job. You know, what you do can be stressful. And Mm -hmm. sometimes your pelvic floor muscles can tense up. And she had the whole little diagram. She saw the nerd in me was like, oh my God. And she was, you know, like showing how it contracts and shit. She's like, especially if, you know, you're working from home at your desk and having these calls and stuff. And 
advocating for people. And I was just like, damn, she then broke me down. So we were talking about diaphragmic breathing and stuff like that. But it was really how even as like a mental health expert and somebody who, you know, practices really, I mean, I think, I mean, I clearly be stressed sometimes. uh, Right. But, you know, it was just so interesting that the pelvic floor physical therapist gave me a worksheet on deep breathing. (laughs) You know, like I walked out on deep breathing, but I appreciated the comprehensive, like we started from A to Z, from you fat to maybe your job stressing you out. But at the same time, you know, I just thought it was so interesting that um, I was like, well, I wasn't expecting that. You know, like, Mm -hmm. why why are you talking about that? But it was just so, it was my first time. So I was actually kind of geeked, like, I seen your pelvic floor physical therapist, you know, but it was just so it's like, girl, I'm here talking about why I'm going, why I'm peeing a lot and I'm not finna give up my coffee. Uh, I need my coffee. It's like, oh, mm. But anyway, mm. all of that to say and to overshare, but I just thought it was so interesting that, you know, I went to pelvic floor physical therapy thinking she was going to give me a couple. Do I do like 10 kegels a day or 20? And it was like, <laughs> actually, actually, you just need to exhale. <laughs> like it was just like, oh, okay because right like i think that's again i think that's one of the things that the COVID pandemic has highlighted right is that our mental health isn't is part of our overall health and just like if you don't take care of your body you don't put the right fuel in your body your shit won't work if you do not take care of your mental health your body will start to manifest that that's why stress can make us super yeah. sick that's go why to the freaking hospital go um you know I'm saying, like shit in and and because of all the things going on in the world right now mass shootings our, our recall of our reproductive rights the fact there's no fucking formula so all these moms trying to feed their babies can't like because there's so much going on in the world and around us not and, and that's not even including the shit that's in your individual personal life right that could be affecting you, your individual personal job that could be affecting you it's so important for you to just like you would make your gynecologist appointment for your pap smears please don't please do that uh, just like you would make your appointments to check up with your cardiologist. If you have a heart murmur, you also need to make sure that you're checking in with your mental health, that you're taking good care of that as well. Mm-hmm. And whatever way that you need to do that, we've given you examples today, but like whatever way you need to do that, it's just as important as anything else. Mm-hmm. And drink water, drink water because Please. Uh, Please drink water, <laughs> drink, drink water. Don't and drink, mind your business. drink the water. <laughs> yeah, mind Drink, drink water, take care of your vagina, and mind your business. Mind your business. Mind your business. Well, on that note, you know, one, one, one last ding, 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 ding. May is also masturbation month, and so it is. and masturbation promote, is self care. Yeah, if you want to promote mental wellness, touch yourself, release, and yeah. be free, and be free. Yes. Yeah, we talked about crazy. masturbation. We talked about myths surrounding masturbation and all of that. So you can go listen to the other episodes if you want yes. that. Yes, touch yourself, touch your partner consensually. Um and enjoy. Consensually. Exactly. All right. Well, y'all come back on this. See us. Well, listen, to, y'all know what we mean. But uh, hit the like button, subscribe, give us some feedback, and we'll be back next time for another episode of This, this Is Sex. Peace out.